Hello, listeners, and happy Thirsty Thursday to you. I know you and your posse can't go out on the town right now, but Simi and I have been hearing some pretty good things about these Zoom happy hours recently. But anyways, let's go ahead and get started. It is currently Thursday, April 2nd, and this is today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by Up5 Media. And this is your co-host, Darian Phillips, and I am once again joined by the Simran Sandu. Simi, how are we doing today? Darian, I'm doing well, and as always, I appreciate the introduction. Now, you remember yesterday when I said that I hope stocks will get better? I sure do. Well, that didn't quite happen. Equities took a 4% hit to start the second quarter yesterday, which means that we had back-to-back declines for major U.S. stock indexes. Also, Treasury yields have fallen to 59 basis points, while crude oil is around $21 a barrel. And one small contribution to this market dip we saw today, Simi, came from that HP and Xerox situation we touched on yesterday. After Xerox decided to cancel or maybe just postpone, we don't know, their hostile takeover of HP, shares of both companies witnessed a pretty significant dip. To be specific, HP's shares dropped by 15% and Xerox's shares fell by nearly 7%. Well, Darian, I'm not so sure about a postponement, but you can always count on the markets to humble you. However, in other market news, the Fed is coming in to help again, but this time it's for Treasury securities. They announced yesterday that they'll be easing up on a rule that will free up capital for big banks to lend. Specifically, banks will not have to set aside as much cash when it holds Treasury securities. Ultimately, it's going to free up $76 billion in capital for banks and give them much needed flexibility. And once again, the Trump administration is also attempting to continue lending a hand in this time of crisis, Simi. Yesterday, the administration announced its plans to meet with executives from oil companies across the U.S. and after previously being rather indecisive on whether they should do something like that. And it turns out most of the larger oil companies like Exxon aren't sure they even want the help in the first place. They say they trust the markets and want to let the invisible hand kind of do its thing. But regardless, Friday's meeting will likely avoid discussion on direct federal aid, and we'll focus more on smaller actions like waiving the law that requires American vessels to be used for transporting oil between U.S. ports. Well, Darian, that's really interesting because the airline industry has taken a totally different approach when it comes to federal aid. And actually, the Treasury Department is going to hire three Wall Street banks to consult on a multi-billion dollar aid package to the industry to help stop some of the bleeding. And the cherry on top for today's discussion on market intervention is the fourth coronavirus stimulus package. We've briefly mentioned this before, listeners, but today we have a few more details. So as usual, we wanted to go ahead and fill you in. As of now, policymakers are wanting the stimulus package to support America's infrastructure in general. In particular, House Democratic leaders said they are pushing for a five-year, $760 billion infrastructure plan that would help fix our nation's highways, bridges, airports, and last but surely not least, provide more jobs for Americans. Hey, that's awesome news. Plus, the increased spending will give our GDP a little bump. But switching gears now to foreign relations, we're also seeing some tensions rise between the U.S. and Iran right now. Over the past few weeks, U.S. intelligence found that Iran and potentially its allies are planning an attack on U.S. forces in Iraq. As a result, President Trump made it very clear that there will be consequences if Iran or any affiliated member attempts to attack American troops. You want to go ahead and bring up some disputes today, Simi? I got one for you, too. The FTC, that is the Federal Trade Commission, is also gearing up for its own battle against tobacco giant Altria. For those who aren't familiar, Altria is in control of tobacco brands like Marlboro and Skoll. But anyways, back in 2018, the company spent roughly $12 billion to purchase a 35% stake in the popular e-cigarette manufacturer known as Juul. And as of Wednesday, the company is now being sued by the FTC for violating antitrust laws, Simi. 
me. Oh, the rise and fall of Jewel. I'm sure they'll make a case study about it someday. Anyhow, I've got some promising news for you listeners. The FCC, also known as the Federal Communications Commission, is going to be voting on allowing Wi-Fi devices to access a wider range of airwaves than they currently use. Now, here's why that matters. A larger allocation of airwaves mean that Wi-Fi speed is going to be significantly faster. Now, Silicon Valley has been a huge backer for this proposal as it expands opportunities for technologies such as virtual reality. But the proposal has faced some tough opposition from broadcasters and other entities who would have to share the same radio frequency spectrum. That being said, the vote takes place on April 23rd, so stay tuned on that one. I sure wish that deal would have happened a few months ago, Simi, but in this case, beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. So anyhow, like usual, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today with some sports talk listeners. And another day brought yet another cancellation, sadly. Wimbledon just announced that we're going to have to wait until 2021 to see Federer sauce it up out there on those grass courts. And this is the first time that the event has been canceled since World War II. Wow. Anyhow, folks, that's all we've got for you today. But before you tune out, here's another enduring question for you. A bit controversial in nature, but as a consumer, do you think that you own your own data? Why or why not? Make sure to tweet us your thoughts at Up5Media and stop by our website to subscribe at Up5Media.com. And we will catch you bright and early Friday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news. 